good company for Willie. Doris sent her mountain home. Frau Marsuis and Doris were cordially welcomed home by their many friends. The void in church and community was again filled, and the winter passed quickly and happily. They were efficient helpers in all good works, and dropped naturally into the life and activities about them. One bright morning in early spring, Doris stood upon the terrace where Guacomo was pruning. Vines and bushes with a practiced hand, the boy's hope had been realized. Doris had put garden and terrace in his care, and he arose an hour earlier that he might on his way to Payanza each morning, and sometimes an hour in the evening, to keep all in order. He was one of the reliable and valuable assistants at the gardens, and received fair wages for his work. Willie in his carriage was nearby, looking with a delight upon a bouquet which Doris had placed in his hands. It was a great satisfaction to all to see the great improvement in the boy since coming to Italy. He was, would always be lame, but his cheeks now had a tinge of rose, his eyes had lost their languid expression, and he was gaining flesh. Guacoma's air was nearly up when a neighbor, who had been to Cavendone, halted to leave a letter for Doris given her by the postmaster. It was postmarked Berlin, but forwarded from Scholes, and her surprise was great upon opening it to find a letter from her von Ernstein enclosing a check for quite a sum, which he begged her to accept and use in any way she wished in memory of Amelie. Doris thanked God for the gift, for she hoped it would be the means of gratifying a long-cherished wish none other than to buy the cottage where Maha lived, and the large lot which she and Marie had cultivated for many seasons, and present them as a free gift to Maha. Dorothy knew of this wish, and rejoiced with her that it could now be attained, providing the owner would sell it. I will stop and tell him you wish to see him if you give me leave, said Guacoma, his brilliant black eyes beaming with joy. Do, Guacomo, leave your work and go now, that you may not be late at the gardens. The boy hurried away, and Dorothy and her daughter talked over his new surprise. Then Doris wrote a hearty letter of thanks to her von Ernstein for his thoughtful kindness. They had thought that Guacomo had scarcely time to reach Poyanza when they saw a man coming up the mountain path and stop at their door. It was the owner of the house and lot, and was eager to sell as he needed money at the time. The bargain was soon made. He then and there wrote an agreement, and the little property was Maha's, the deed to be made out in her name. Toward evening, when Guacomo returned from Payanza, Dorothy, Doris, and Willie were in readiness to accompany him to the cottage of Maha. She will never know how to thank you, said Guacomo. She has always longed for the lot, and feared someone would offer a higher rent for the cottage and get it. Marietta was the first to see them coming and ran to meet them and help with Willie's carriage, and Maha came to the end of the great barber and welcomed them eagerly. Maha, said Doris, as they took seats on the benches in the arbor, I came to tell you that I have had some money given me in memory of Fraulein von Ernstein, of whom you often heard me speak, and who gave me Papa's painting of the shore of the North Sea. Mama and I agree 
that the best use we can make of it is to buy that lot for you which you and Marie kept in such beautiful condition and raised such fine grapes and other fruits and vegetables. I have bought it in this cottage and they are yours. Here are the papers which give you possession and she put them in her hand. Maha stood for a while speechless with surprise and joy then took the hand of Doris and kissed it many times. My own, my very own, she said with tears. No anxiety to raise the rent, whether we have good crops or not, as was once the case. It is no dream from which I will awake, but the field is mine for all time. Yes, yours, Maha. You can begin working it this very evening if you choose. I will see that the deed shall be in your name and given into your own hands. Where I had my beautiful rows of beautiful onions and other vegetables, there are now rank weeds, said Maha. Oh, the joy it will be to Guacomo and me to see it cleared and planted. We must go now, Maha, said Doris, and I wish you every success with your new possession. Thank you a thousand times for them. Oh, the delight I will take in working in the sweet-smelling earth, in the dear field where Marie and I worked so many happy days. Oh, Doris, you have been our good angel. And may God's blessing always rest upon you. When mother and daughter reached home, they found a middle-aged woman sitting upon the bench under the chestnut tree near the door, and arose and introduced herself as Fraulein Werner. Two handsome, bright-eyed little boys were playing near, and came and stood by the carriage of Willie, to his great surprise and delight. Are you the Aunt Doris that Papa said would take care of us and teach us Italian? asked the eldest boy, looking up at her. Yes, I am Doris Marsuiz, and would like you to tell me your name. It is Otto Straw, and this is my brother Gustav. Doris gazed upon them in pleased surprise, and Frau Mean Werner hastened to explain. Willie and the two visitors listening with intense interest. Dr. Straw is on the eve of taking a journey to India, she said, and took his two boys to Shul's, not knowing you had left there. He hoped to see you and asked you to take care of them, as the relative who has had charge of them could not do so any longer. While in Shul's, he heard that a lady at the sanitarium had asked you to take charge of her crippled son, who must go to a warmer climate. You had accepted the charge and brought him to your old home on Montioso. He said you would be doing him a great kindness to receive his boys under your and your mother's care, for which you will be paid liberally paid. I'm sure we can t take them, Mama, said Doris, turning to her. They will be happy here and will be good company for Willie. Certainly we will take them, dear, if you think best. Then we are to stay, cried Otto joyously, and Papa said we could call you Aunt Doris if you will let us. Certainly you may, and you will be dear, good little boys, I'm sure. She is my Aunt Doris, cried Willie excitedly. She shall not be your Aunt Doris. She loved me first. Yes, Willie, said Doris, caressing him, but these poor little boys have no mother, and their father has gone far, far away from them. So you must help me keep them from being lonely. Willie could not promise, but at that moment, Dorothy unlocked the, the door of the cottage. His carriage was taken through the corridor to the terrace. All following, and peace was restored to his troubled heart by being again in his loved corner amid the flowers he loved. 
Supper was taken upon the terrace, and after an hour there, enjoying the lovely sunset, Doris took the three boys to their rooms, heard them say their prayers, kissed them all good night, and returned to the terrace, where Fra Dorothy and and their guests for the night were enjoying the soft moonlight. They conversed for some time, then Fra Marzuis conducting their guests to her room, and Doris remained alone for some time, her thoughts upon the incidents of her life under her heavenly father's guiding hand. Then she too retired to rest, singing softly, Take my hand, O Father dear, let me know thee ever near the end. Thank you for listening to Acre Soft Story Classic. Thank you.